Hey, Zach here, and before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can actually grab the recordings of our most recent Facebook and Instagram ads for List Building Bootcamp for just $25. Now, in January of 2024, we hosted a five-day live training where we walked our clients through step-by-step how to set up ads that grow their email list every single day so that they're always growing their business, always growing their audience, and always having new people to make offers to. Now, what's really great about this bootcamp is we have literally dozens of client results from it, and you can get the recordings of that most recent one from January of 2024 for just 25 bucks. All you have to do is head to theadsbootcamp.com. Again, that's theadsbootcamp.com. And you're going to learn step-by-step through how people were able to grow their list. Um, We have incredible results like Zeta, who added 67 leads to her list in just five days at $1.80 a piece, or Nora Jean, who added 62 leads for $1.12 in those five days. We have Brenda, who added over 500 people to her list over the course of a week, under $0.50 a piece. Uh, Heather Lalonde who did over 200 leads at 50 cents a piece. Amy Hughes, who added over 300 leads in a week. I mean, the list goes on and on. And those are just our January testimonials. We have even more than that, plus testimonials from the last seven times we've done this. And we would love to have you in next. So if you head over to theadsbootcamp.com, you can grab the recordings for just 25 bucks. It'll walk you step-by-step through growing your list. And in less than five days, you could have tons of new leads pouring into your list every day, semi-automated with Facebook advertising. So check it out and let's get into this week's episode. You're listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast episode number 62. And in this episode, I'm sharing with you some of the biggest lessons I just learned from pre-launching a new product to my audience. So if you've been planning a new product, a new digital course, or a new offer to your market, this episode is for you, so stay tuned. Hey there, you're listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. My name is Zach Spuckler, and on this show, we talk about how to go from passionate side hustler to full-time online business owner with tips, tricks, and interviews to help you take it to the next level. Let's do it. Hey, 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 heart hustlers. Welcome to another episode of the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. And I'm really excited for this episode because recently you might have seen that I've been working on launching a brand new digital course. And when I go in and make a digital course, I don't just release it to the world and launch it. In fact, with every course I've ever run successfully with Heart, Soul, and Hustle, I've always done either a beta or a founding member group first. And I do this for a few different reasons, but just to give you a little background, the new offer that we're launching is called the Lead Building Automation Framework. And I'm actually recording this episode on a Wednesday and releasing it on a Thursday, which is a little different from what we normally do here at Heart, Soul, and Hustle. But tonight at midnight, the doors are closing for this program. So by the time it releases, this will be like a pure, no promo, not driving you to anything, just pure value being added to the conversation. And I thought, what better way to bring value to the conversation than to literally wait until the last 11 hours of my pre-launch to share this content with you. So the course we're launching is called the Lead Building Automation Framework, and it's going to be a six-week live training where we help people set up automation in terms of Facebook ads, content, 
and moving people into their first simple email sales funnel. Most people in the online space from what I've seen, or most of my students rather, come to me saying like, I really wanna set up some automation, some sales funnels, and that's where the concept for this course came from. Now, whenever I do a founding member or a beta launch, there's a few different reasons that I do it. The first thing is, you've heard me talk on the show about the whole launching before it's made process. And by pre-launching with a founding member group, I'm able to put a price tag on a product, put a concept on a product, and collect payment from about 20 customers before the program is ever built. Now, I have to outline it and give the basics and have a skeleton and, and a really simple sales page, but I don't have to build out all the content and risk that I'm creating a product that won't sell. The second thing is this allows me to get really good customers who believe in my products, who are really invested in the process, because if there's no proven testimonials already and there's not a ton of content on my website already about this course, it means I'm attracting people that trust me, trust my processes, and really want to do the work. People who invest as a founding member, they're more likely to do the work from what I've seen, and that means I'm going to get really great testimonials from this group of people. The third reason that we always do a founding member group is that before I ever go into these trainings, I know what I want to teach. I know what the concepts are. I know what the core foundational elements are. But what I can't predict is the roadblocks, setbacks, and obstacles that my audience is going to experience. So a founding member group, the third major benefit is that it allows me to watch students going through my content in real time with me, and they're going to be able to tell me what they need more of, what they need less of. In my last founding member launch, this led to the creation of technical training videos inside one of our flagship programs. We didn't really intend to do that, but we found that one of the biggest struggles for our founding members was the technology. And so we created tech training bonuses, and we to this day get incredible feedback from our students and people in our launches that that tech training is what really helps seal the deal. So this third element of a founding member group is that it allows us to really get clear on what pieces of the program or what gaps exist in the program that can be filled and give me the ability to create that content before we launch publicly. So just to recap, we always do a beta or a founding member because number one, it allows us to sell before the course is ready. Number two, it helps us get really great testimonials for our first official launch. And number three, it helps us expose the gaps in the program so that we're creating really valuable content that resonates with our audience. So now that we've talked a little about the pre-launch, I'm hoping that you're with me, you can see the value of a pre-launch. And when I'm saying pre-launch in this episode, it's in the context of launching the product before it's built and getting those founding members in. So pre-launch or founding member launch, I use both of those words kind of interchangeably just in this episode. But going forward, I'll just use the phrase founding member launch to keep it nice and simple for you. So I want to jump in to five lessons that we learned from this founding member launch. And you guys know I love to share stats with you and be super behind the scenes, transparent, honest. And so I want to give you some of the stats. We launched this program and what we did was we were looking for 20 students at a price of three payments of 347 or one payment of 997. And our goal was to hit 20 founding members. We also had a small pool of existing customers that got a special offer of $97 off or 
three payments of 300. So we had a small group of people, I'll explain this in a moment, who went through a training with us, a paid training. And at the end of that paid training, we shared our offer for this founding member group. And we said, hey, whatever you paid to be at this training, we'll apply it towards your program. So there was existing customers that got a special offer. And then there was the offer we put out to my entire audience, which was a $1,000 list building program. Okay, so just to kind of put the foundational elements there, frame it out so you know what the prices were, what the numbers were. As of the time that I'm recording this, it's about noon on Wednesday. We're going to close the doors to this program tonight at midnight, and we hit 19 of our 20 people so far. So we expect to close that last person tonight, but we decided to set a deadline on it. That way I can start working with my new founding members. The way that we launched this was really cool and one of my favorite things that we did, and I don't want to get too far into this because this could be an entire episode in and of itself, but we hosted a list building webinar that we charged $97 for, and at the end of that webinar, we pitched this founding member program, and that allowed us to get about half of our 20 people. So it was a paid webinar, and then like I said, we pitched this product at the end, and we said, hey, you paid $97 to be on this webinar. We'll apply that towards the cost. Then we told those people, hey, on Monday or Sunday, we're going to open this up to my entire audience. And I sent one email to my entire list, inviting them directly to a really simple sales page that I built on lead pages. The only other thing that we did with this was we did a little bit of Facebook Messenger promotion, which did actually make us a few sales. And I am planning to do an episode on Facebook Messenger automation in the next few weeks. But to be completely honest, I'm still learning it. It did work great for this, but we want to learn a little bit more. So by doing this, we sent out one sales email to my entire list, which means we didn't promote really hard to my list. We promoted mostly to the people who had been on the webinar and with Facebook Messenger. And all in all, we got 19 of those spots filled. So something to think about, not everybody paid in full, But if we just kind of assume that those 19 people are going to pay out the full $900, when you break it down, we've essentially made about $20,000 in revenue validating that this product is something that the world actually wants because we sold the webinar, we sold the actual class, and when you add it all together, we've done a little over $20,000 in sales if we get that last person in. So nothing to turn your nose up at, really great numbers, and we're very happy with those. So when all is said and done, and I know we're spending a little bit of time on this founding member launch concept, but I think it's super important. When all is said and done, I should have 19 to 20 people that paid to say, yes, this is something I want, just based off this preliminary information. We'll then do the course in real time based on content I've already laid out. And in the end, I'll have testimonials feedback on what the program is missing, and then I can launch it publicly to the world, and I'm getting paid to do that. So unlike what you might have seen or what you might be thinking about just building a course and then trying to sell it, this way I'm getting paid for the building of the course, and that payment serves as validation that this works. So again, I think that we can all agree that having a founding member launch is super valuable. So let's talk about some of the lessons that we learned from this first launch. Number one, we 
realize that customers convert first when we're looking at a founding member launch. Now, if you don't have a lot of customers, that's okay. I want you to hear me out because something we discovered was that I talked to my good friend and mentor, James Wedmore. I was at his event in California at the beginning of this month, and I had told him how I was thinking about doing this paid webinar, and he walked me through part of this process. So I have to give credit to James Wedmore, who helped us kind of map out this idea of a $97 webinar to a paid product. It worked really, really great for us. But we realized that it works so great because once someone pays us, they're more likely to trust us and pay us again. So even if you've never sold a product before, getting people onto a webinar for pay or into a paid challenge or into a paid group, or even getting them onto a free webinar that you charge money for later builds that trust. As soon as you can get someone to pay you, they trust you more inherently. And this is something that we never really realized, but when we looked at how much easier and higher converting that webinar was compared to when we look at emailing my entire list, the results were absolutely insane. What ended up happening is about 40% of the people that signed up for the webinar and attended live bought the program. So we had about a 50% show up rate on that paid webinar and about 40% of those people actually bought the product. So when you get someone to commit to paying you before you put a higher level pitch in front of them, it's much easier to get people to say yes, and it gives you much better stats on the launch as a whole. I mean, our show up rates and our conversion rates were absolutely incredible for this. So if you are listening to this and you're thinking, well, how can I apply this to my business? And if I don't have a product or if I don't already have customers, think about charging people before you put an offer in front of them. Could you do a really simple $17 ebook before you pitch your $97 course and pitch it heavily to the people that bought the $17 ebook? Could you charge 10 bucks to be on a webinar? Could you implement a tripwire? If you're thinking about launching, say, a $1,000 course, could you reach out to your existing audience and bring them to a $27 workshop, right? If you think about this, when we talk about even, say, live events, a lot of live events work this way, and that's why they're so successful. People pay money to be at the live event, so you're in a room of qualified people, and then they get pitched something from the stage. It was really fascinating to kind of see this revelation, but just having people pay you first does create a massive change in the level of commitment they'll have to paying you a higher ticket. So if you're thinking about launching a high ticket product and you don't have a big audience or you do have a big audience, think about creating or focusing on your customers first because those people are much more likely to convert. Now, the second thing that I really noticed from this founding member launch was that we focused on the outcomes of the product and not really the features of the product. So we went back and I looked at my webinars and I looked at my sales page and really we don't talk a lot about the actual content of this training. Instead, we talk about what it creates. And this is something that you might've heard me talk about a little bit in last week's episode on copywriting. But Most of our sales messages focused on here is what you will create at the end of six weeks. We talked about creating automation. We talked about creating consistent cash flow. We talked about creating sustainable and predictable systems. We didn't really talk about you're going to click here and you're going to do that. And in module one, I'll talk about X, Y, and Z. 
No, no, no. We pulled back a little further and we said, what does our audience really, really want from us? And what we realized is that people wanted consistency in their business. They wanted automation of their list building and sales, and they wanted to know that they could do it. And so we really had these four primary components that we promoted when we talked about it. Number one was we talked about the fact that we have a really specific framework that we follow. This isn't just, here's how to grow your list. It's here's how to implement a very specific system. And I used a picture that was blurred out to kind of show them. We literally have a system with arrows and content that shows you what to do. The second thing was we focused on creating traffic driving content. We read from a lot of feedback that people wanted more traffic and they wanted content that people actually opted into. And this was something that we weren't really going to talk about, but my audience kept telling me I'm really worried about my opt-in or my landing page and I don't think people are signing up. And so if people feel that that's not working, we simply say, hey, we're going to talk about that in the program. Now, of course, we talked about advertising and getting automation with ads because that's something my audience has been talking about forever. And then finally, we talked about a simple sales sequence. It's a five email sales sequence that I've personally used for a long time, but it's simple and easy to implement. And I have case studies of people in past coaching programs, friends, acquaintances, business people that I know who have implemented this and it works for them. So by focusing on these four things, the fact that we have a framework, the fact that we'll help you create your content, we're going to show you the ads for consistency, and we're going to make the sales simple. We were focusing on what we created versus the actual content of the course, because we really focused on these four pillars, even though it's a six-week course. We didn't need six pillars. We needed to speak directly to what people wanted. So one of the biggest lessons that, you know, I've talked about this before, but it was so apparent this time was that people don't care about what's inside of a course. They care about what it creates for them. And so we didn't focus on what we would be talking about. Instead, we focused on what we would be creating by the end. And we've really taken the stance with our courses that it's not about teaching you. It's about implementing with you together because we know that people want to take action. They don't just want to amass more knowledge. And that's the perfect transition into the third lesson, which was ask your audience what they want and listen to them. So when we did this little webinar that was a paid webinar, we also did something kind of smart, I think. I think it's kind of smart, which was we surveyed people in the follow-up email from the signups. So we said, hey, Thanks for signing up. Make sure that you respond to these three questions. And we simply asked people the following questions. Number one, when it comes to generating leads, what's the number one thing stopping you from gaining consistent traction? Number two, if you could generate leads every day with automation, what would that do for your business? And number three, anything I must make sure to include in this live training. Now, these questions at surface level don't seem that crazy, But when you think about it, here's what I actually ask my customers. Number one, what are you stuck on and what can I help you with, right? That helped me figure out what those four pillars were. We heard consistency, we heard growth, we heard sales, and we heard that they wanted a system. Number two, we asked what it would do for their business. This helped us write compelling sales messages because 
I know what list building can do for their business, but it doesn't matter what I know. It matters what they think this will create for them. It matters what my audience wants from their business. And so we asked a question that said, basically, hey, what would that do for you? And then when we wrote our sales messages, we talked about moving them closer to what they told us. And then number three, anything I must make sure to include in this live training was really just a way of saying, hey, I know what I want to talk about, but is there anything I'm missing? Because sometimes, especially as you become the expert, it gets really easy to become removed from the subtle nuances and the things that people want to learn a little bit more about. And so we always like to ask, hey, is there anything I absolutely have to cover? Because that helps us pull up some gaps in the training, some of the things that we might not have seen. So for example, one person asked, how do I get low cost leads? And so we know, hey, this program needs to talk about the cost and value of leads, which we made sure to do both on the webinar and on the sales page. So if you're looking to pre-sell a course or you're looking to do a founding member launch, it's not just about having good content. It's not just about having good outcomes and really great copy. It's also about getting clear on what people want. So the last tip was to speak to the outcomes, but the third tip was that if you actually ask your audience and listen to them, they'll tell you what outcomes you need to speak to. So you don't have to be even thinking about that at any point in the game. And that is also a really great segue into the fourth lesson, which was be pivot ready. And this is something that I like to think about in my business as a whole, but with a pre-launch, you are really going in totally blind with a founding member launch. You are saying, hey, I think people will want this. I'm going to build a sales page and put a price tag on it, and I'm going to hope it converts. Now, obviously, because you're listening to this episode, you understand that there's more to it than just that. It's not the spray and pray. Throw it out there and pray something happens. Rather, it's about getting really, really clear on you might put something out there that people don't resonate with. One of the things that we did was we weren't planning to have templates for part of our system. There was a part of our system where, in my mind, we didn't need templates. They weren't important. But we ended up getting about five emails from people in my audience saying, will there be templates? Will there be templates? Will there be templates? And so it occurred to us that, oh, people really want templates. And so we made sure that there was the space and the ability to change things. And so we went into some of our emails and some of our copy, and now we say, hey, this program will have templates. We're going to make sure that we have templates, whether it be for landing pages, opt-ins. You know, We're not 100% sure what all templates we're gonna have, but the cool thing about a founding member program is that our students will say, here's what I need templates of, and we'll create them in real time. But in my mind, we didn't need templates for part of this, but now we have them. So being pivot ready isn't about changing everything or changing your style. It's more that when you do a founding member launch, it is kind of vague. There is a lot going on and people will have questions. Based on the questions people are asking you, you can kind of shift what you're working on, shift your perspective, shift your marketing messages, shift the outcome of the course. You can even change the name of the course in real time. We didn't actually have a name for the course until people kept asking, is this a followable system? Do we have templates? And then we named it the lead building framework. So when you're doing a pre-launch, just be ready and understand that sometimes things will change and sometimes you will need things to change in order to speak effectively to your audience. Now, the final point is something that it's one of those things where you probably already know this and I already knew it, 
But watching how it played out in my launch, I realized this is a really important lesson and something important to hit home with everyone. So if you don't mind, I want to just be really honest with you guys for a second. Right now it's Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. and we have 19 of the 20 spots filled with a relatively light promotion, right? I told you we kept it to just a small amount of promo to my email list, one email to them, mostly to the people that signed up for the webinar, and a little bit of Facebook Messenger. So not a massive launch, but we did a little bit of work to fill it up. Well, as of the time that I'm writing this, we only have 19 of the 20 people, and we may not hit 20 out of 20. And I ended up reaching out to a good friend of mine who's a sales coach and saying like, hey, we kind of stalled out at 19 what the heck do I do? And she asked if there was a deadline for people to join, and there wasn't. So I woke up this morning, and I made the decision that tonight at midnight, we're going to close the doors. I'm putting that out in my Facebook group and on my Facebook page, and I'm reaching out to a couple of people that had asked questions to let them know, hey, it's going to close at midnight tonight. But what I realized is that scarcity is really, really important when you're doing a founding member launch for several different reasons. But primarily because it gives people a time to take action. See, right now, my audience doesn't see that there's one spot left. They see that they can still buy. I see it through the lens of there's only one spot left. Why wouldn't somebody who's interested jump on it right now? And knowing my audience and having paid attention and talking to my sales coach, I've realized that I see one spot left. Everyone else sees still available. And so we woke up this morning, I decided to put a timer on it that at midnight tonight, we're going to stop the sale, you know, posted that on my page because we need a scarcity, we need a cutoff. And the second reason is that it also lets my audience know, the people who've already bought, that there is a limit to this. I'm not just out here peddling my product nonstop until I hit my number and it could end up affecting them. So by putting a deadline on signing up for the program, I'm also kind of letting my paid students, the people who already paid to be founding members know, hey, I'm committed to you guys starting now. So after midnight tonight, I'm not worried about selling anymore. Instead, I'm focusing on them. And again, this was something that in retrospect, I wish we would have thought more about deadlines and cutoff dates, but we didn't do a great job with this launch, to be completely honest. And I think that more than anything, the big lesson for me was that It's these little things that we kind of inherently know, you know, scarcity, timers, all that stuff. We know it, but sometimes when we get into our own head or we even get, you know, a little bit into our own business down the road, it's easy to forget how important these things are. So while the big takeaway is, you know, hey, make sure that you get some scarcity in a founding member launch. The second thing is realize that these little things we know, like send out multiple emails on cart close day and make sure you're paying attention to your scarcity. Those things do matter and they do make a big difference. So don't forget, when in doubt, go back to basics because the basics do really make a massive difference in your audience. Now, I want to just step back and recap some of the tips that I gave you guys today, the big lessons that we learned from our founding member launch. And that was, number one, customers are usually the first buyers in a founding member launch. At least that's what we found. Even though they might not always be the first, they're the easiest to convert because they already know, like, trust, and have spent money with you. Number two, focus on the outcome of your program, not the features. See, nobody really cares that we have this six-week group. They care that they're getting access to me in small group setting. They care that we're creating a sustainable system. They care that they're generating leads. 
Focus on what you create, not what's offered inside the program. That's secondary to what your outcomes are. Number three, make sure to listen to your audience. And if you have an audience, ask them what they want. Don't be direct and say, what do you want? But ask questions that really help you get clear on what do people think is missing? What do people really want more of? And what are the gaps in the marketplace that I might not clearly see already? Number four, be pivot ready. It's really important because you are going into the marketplace with what you think they want. And in real time, people will start asking questions and giving feedback and saying things that will give you real insight into what they actually want. So be ready to switch things up if you need to switch things up. Okay? And then finally, scarcity is important. But really, remembering that the basics matter. Don't forget to pay attention to the things you already know. In my case, it was we didn't really set a deadline and that kind of made things backfire a little bit. But we now realize, hey, that's okay. We can recover. But going forward, we need to remember to get back to basics because the fundamentals of sales don't change, whether it's a founding member launch, a massive launch, no launch, or a sales funnel. The fundamentals of sales are always in place. So don't forget them. Now, if you got tons of value on this and you want to learn more, you can head right over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash 62. Again, that's heartsoulhustle.com forward slash 62. And we'll have the show notes waiting for you there. Guys, I just want to give you a big, big, big action step here, which is if you've been sitting on your course or you've been sitting on your online offering and you're not sure what to do, Listen to this episode and think about the value of a beta member launch. You know, it's going to do everything you need to. It's going to generate cash flow. It's going to show you that people are actually interested, and it's going to help you get the feedback you need to get the finished product you want out into the world. A founding member launch can be a massive game changer. It always has been for our courses, and I cannot wait to see you out there doing it too. So until next week, keep hustling, and we'll be back with another episode of the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. Thanks for listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. For more great stuff, be sure to visit heartsoulhustle.com. 